too many people view their first steps into healthcare as being their first steps into a doctor's office. When or it the does ER. not to be that way. Their first steps into healthcare need to be your first steps into a gym, a fitness facility, or a set of free weights you have at the house. Like that needs to, we need to shift our view from, from retro, from reactive to proactive. This is a revolution to fight for truth, fight for the people who trust us with their health, and a fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be the catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health. Yeah, this is the first one where we've ever done it. Um, it's kind of awkward. I know, I know. We got to figure out the groove of things. But um, Sean did something cute this morning that I want to lead in with. He brought me coffee in bed, and we kind of planned out how we were gonna talk about this episode and what we were gonna hit on. So, well, we were listening to a podcast through Pursuing Health. Oh yeah, Julie Fouché. Julie Fouché, and, and they had Wild Health on there, and I was listening for the scientific stuff and then the next thing I know Ellie's like hey rewind that 30 seconds so <laughs> they, Julie Fouchet asked one of the doctors that they were interviewing what it, I love her questions it's like three things that you are doing that have a positive impact on your health and three things that you're not doing that you should be doing that would have a positive impact on your health mm-hmm. and one of the doctors was like for the positive thing that he is doing was like I bring my wife coffee every morning in bed and we talk for at least 30 minutes before I start my day. And Sean was like brainstorming about something for business. And I said, rewind that and listen to that again. <laughs> and he did it this morning. So. Yeah, it was good. I liked it when you started doing it more often. It was good. Yeah, it was great. But um, but anyway, so this podcast we're going to try to do, we're going to just tell you guys a little bit about what we're going to aim for this podcast to be, who we are first off, so you know who you're listening to, um, and then our vision, kind of what we want to get into. Um, <clears throat> but so briefly... Miss Hiller, Ellie, um, what, g- give me some background. So um, don't dive into it too much. We're going to do that in a little bit. But tell me who you are, what are your certifications, what you do just in the next 30 seconds. So I graduated from nursing school at Sanford. I have my Bachelor of Science in Nursing, and um, that's my like, undergrad degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as certifications go, I am a certified nutritionist, and I have my CrossFit Level 1 which I don't know how much that means, but I also do have that and um, aspiring to get some more certifications as well. Mm-hmm. That's my primary. Lifelong fitness athlete, and we'll talk about all that in a second too. Yeah. Um, for myself, um, Sean Hiller, uh, I am a doctor of physical therapy. I got my physical therapy degree from South Alabama down in Mobile. Um, I am a certified strength conditioning specialist, CSCS. I am, have my CrossFit level one as well. Um, have a USA weightlifting sports performance certification. Um, then I have, I'm blood flow, blood, flow. <laughs> blood flow restriction certified, uh, have some other little certifications, um, in there, but yeah, my background, um, is, is mainly in sports and fitness as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm just a PT who just does a PT. things a little bit different, but, um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> so kind of talk about like why, what we're trying to do with this podcast, like what is our goal? What is our aim? And why are we? Okay, so I th- the reason why I want to do a podcast, when I asked you to do the podcast with me, uh, I may I asked Ellie to do it with me. Ellie, 
you've got so many incredible thoughts and opinions, and we both have some things we really want to say, but there's not just a great outlet for us to say it. You can't just go on the street and hold up a poster board saying, we think this, and we hope other people do too. So we want to, we basically started this so we could voice our opinion and find people along the way who feel exactly the same and team up and, and start something to change this healthcare thing, to change health and change it for the better. So our aim with this whole thing is um, to get our opinion out here on what we think healthcare should be. We do not think healthcare is in the place that it should be. Mm -hmm. And we want to create a spark and create a change. And there's other people out there doing that. Hopefully through this podcast, we'll meet those people and we'll we'll get together with those people to help this revolution move along. Right. Um, I think that's the reason I wanted to do it. Is that the reason you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, we talk often since we were both in the healthcare field and in the hospital setting. um, We talk often about just what is wrong with the system and how broken it is. And not to just be negative, but we talk about it in hopes of finding ways to improve it. And I think with a system like healthcare that has evolved over so many years, at some point it needs to be refined. And mm-hmm. I think we've gotten to the point where we're trying to fit a, a, a square in a round hole because the system is the same and people are evolving, conditions are evolving, and we're not treating people holistically. And I think at the end of the day, that's where healthcare is going. You think that's where healthcare is going. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if, if the client and the patient is the most important part, we need to serve them, and we're not doing that. I think there's some yeah. type of disconnect. And we so. believe there's a lot of people out there who see things that same way. We want to get the word out to, to connect with them. Right. So that leads me into my first question, too. And um, so, Ellie, where are you from, and how would you say where you're from kind of influences your approach to health or, inf- or maybe makes you run away from that approach? Just like my background? Yes. What's your background <laughs> and how, how that made you view health yeah. and healthcare? Um. To keep it short, I've grown up in Birmingham my whole life and have a heavy background in fitness and just sports in general. Um, played every sport growing up, and my lifelong goal was always to play a sport in college. Um, got to the point where I was deciding on colleges and found CrossFit um, when I was a junior in college and realized that that's something you can do. Junior in high school, right? Sorry, high school, yes. High school, yeah. <laughs> and then realized that's something I could do long term. I had heard of a lot of athletes who play four years of a sport mm-hmm. and then they get out of college and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm done competing. I'm done. Like I can't play basketball my whole life when I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, most people don't. So um, I was like, okay, CrossFit is a really good avenue to try and compete, get that little, uh, what I wanted yeah. out of com- competing there and then do it lifelong. Um, so I got into CrossFit. I always worked out with my dad as well when I played sports. We would go to Lifetime and Workout. Um, so it was fitness was always something I cared about. Um, did did CrossFit when you got into CrossFit did that sh- shift you and how you approach fitness? Did that change yes, things for you? Because I fo- started focusing on nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't understand why nutrition was as important as it was until I started trying to find the little one percent improvements. Mm-hmm. Come to find out later, nutrition is a massive, far more than one percent improvement. Like I think mm-hmm. that is the foundation of anything you're trying to do really in life. But um, that's kind of how I got into fitness and nutrition. And um, once I had started coaching in CrossFit for a while throughout college, um, I started getting really, really into nutrition. I got certified and started coaching people um, probably three years ago, Mm. three or four years ago. Um, 
and started working one-on-one with clients and I started seeing the difference that nutrition made in people's lives because most people don't have a problem consistently working out. Yeah. But most people aren't focusing on their nutrition. So when they start making changes there, you start seeing results like this, like beginner's gains in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So um, that's and how I, I got into it. And, and I want to bolster you for a second so you're cutting yourself short. Elliot is an incredible athlete on, all the way around. What's like? You've had some heck of accolades in CrossFit and like your name in Birmingham. <laughs> people don't hear the no, name no. Elliot. No. Torrance, I, I changed it to Hiller, but without thinking fitness. So yeah. you've got yeah. an incredible pedigree. I had a um, short stint. I had a short well, stint. you've well, the thing is, you've lived this fitness stuff. You've lived it. You've ate it up. You have gone for that one percent gain. You've done the things to try to those performance aspects that most people don't think about to try to enhance your body because you've competed on that level. And that's so. It, 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 I'm definitely not anything super special. I appreciate you saying that, but I did at least feel the benefits of what focusing on nutrition and certain lifestyle factors has on my time in life when I wasn't competing and then when I am competing, which is like now and then the few years past. And both have incredible effects. Well, I know how Um, well-known you are because when I go anywhere, I'm Ellie Hiller's husband. I'm not Sean. (laughs) They know me through you. So Well, no. Well, and then last thing I'll say, I don't want to ramble on, but transitioning into the healthcare environment from college and fitness and all that, um, we can talk about this for another podcast, but there was a large disconnect in what I was teaching people as far as holistic approaches to health go and nutrition and fitness, mm-hmm. and then what we're actually doing in the healthcare system. And I am not here to dog the healthcare system. I'm grateful for it, mm. but we are missing the most important aspect on the table. It, like the, the most potential packed element of anyone's health is completely disregarded yeah. in the healthcare system. And it's really, really sad and I had a personal dichotomy and I had a choice to make. Like, if I'm teaching this to people outside of the healthcare setting and I'm doing this in the healthcare setting, mm. I'm not abiding by my own personal philosophy. And yeah. I had to come to terms with, is this, is this how I want to live? This kind of like telling people something here and then doing something different here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that it's something that's going to have to start from the ground up in the healthcare system. Not one person can change it. But yeah. anyway, I decided to like transition out of that and kind of pour everything I had into the holistic approach rather than doing like 50 here, 50 here. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that. sorry I talked for a long time. No, that's perfect. What is your fitness background? How did you get into physical therapy? And so, yeah, I, I wanted to ask this question because you, where you come from is different from where I come from and how like you lived in Birmingham, Alabama, which for those of you who don't know, Birmingham, Alabama is, is the biggest city in Alabama. It's more, it's going to be more forward thinking because it is so heavily populated with health and nutrition. We would, we would hope so, we would think. I come from one of the smallest towns in Alabama. I come from a little town named Arley, Alabama. I'll put Arley on the map. And um, when you come from a small town like that, and it's a very small place, uh, health is really a backburn, especially the time that I grew up in. This fitness trend really has only this huge fitness trend where everybody's working out, everybody's doing something. Yeah. Only really started, I want to say like mid 2000s to late 2000s. So I grew up in an era where fitness really wasn't thought about in a place where health wasn't even advocated. Do you even have a gym in Arley? Not there's not really a gym. There's there, no like there lifetime no fitness. We don't even have a red lot, so there's there, there's <laughs> definitely nothing like that. Right. Um, and I can't even conceptualize. Yeah. That. So like I, I grew up. Yeah. The gym I, on every street. I came from a place where um, if you if you took the uh, 
the skin off your fried chicken, then you were doing pretty good. So you didn't even think about it. But um, so I, my background is I grew up playing um, playing sports, playing basketball, football, a little bit of baseball, track. Um, I was good enough in basketball to get a scholarship, play basketball at a community college in Tuscaloosa, Shelton State. Um, he won't tell you all this, but he was junior college oh, player of the year. Gave a speech next to Trent Richardson and Cam Newton. So they didn't speak. I spoke. He's a big was, deal. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> so I did that, but health was never on the board. Even I, I never thought about trying to eat correctly. I, my whole concept was I was going to work my butt off for this sport. Would you say you tried to like outwork a bad diet pretty much? I didn't even know what a bad diet was. Okay. I, had, I, had, I had no concept of all this. Which you probably technically could with your metabolism and activity. Oh, I was playing all the time, yeah. I, I probably, but I, I would have loved to see how it would have changed me if okay. I'd have known. And optimized your game. Yeah, if I'd have had a good training regimen to where we, if we had, like I know these things now, like we put together a sports performance program to where we're focusing on the specific aspects of basketball and we tie nutrition in with that and just see how much further that would have taken me, taken me instead of just going down the road and getting fully loaded french fries to eat. Every right. day. Like, you don't even think about Pizza that but um <laughs> uh but yeah so i get to college played basketball none of that sparked any type of health revolution in me is going through kind of that quintessential system of that so many college athletes go through like mm. it, nothing none of that sparked any type of health change until i got into crossfit my freshman year um in pt school um, i had a friend kyle thibodeau who um, was telling me all about crossfit and i remember yeah. Um, Mike Bergner came to South Alabama. They had a huge strength. Are you serious? Yeah, they had a huge strength conditioning summit. At this point, I'm starting to really. And when I, when I went to University of Alabama, I graduated from Alabama with an exercise science degree, and I started really nerding out on the body a little bit, and that started changing my health, how I viewed health. Um, so I was into it enough to go to the strength conditioning summit, and a lot of incredible people were there. But Bergner was one of them. And Bergner's he, like the. What's a big basketball coach we could equate him to in the weightlifting like John world? John Wooden. Yeah, he's like the father of like a lot. Not the yeah. father, but well, he he's a new Well, he a lot of people's interest in this, and he is CrossFit's go-to he put early guy. weightlifting on the map in the CrossFit world, yeah. basically. Yeah, so. he is CrossFit's Kelly Sturette for right. PT. But, um, right. but he asked us all to go through the Bergner warm-up, and he asked us all to do an overhead squat to sit at the bottom of an overhead squat with a PVC pipe over your head. Oh, and I couldn't do it. I could not sit there. I could not do it whatsoever. I look over and Rachel Thibodeau, my, uh, Kyle, Kyle's wife, is sitting there just happy as can be and I can't do it. And it's driving me crazy. Which so. I will give context here. Now Sean has probably the best mobility in weightlifting form of anyone I've seen. And I'm not just saying that. People in the gym say that. Well, and it, it's because... It's because of that day. It drove me crazy. I looked over and I'm like, I, this is... I, I, so you I'm, weren't born I, with it. I am a poor human being for not being able to do this. Right. And it drove me crazy. So um, I did one CrossFit workout, and it totally destroyed me because it had overhead squats in it. And then I took two months off, and all I did for two months was Olympic lift. All I did was focus on how in the world can I actually hit a full-depth overhead squat because it was driving me crazy. So that piqued my interest. And then I started doing CrossFit after that two months, and that just changed everything. Like I started thinking about nutrition. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I started thinking about these finer aspects. And um, it's just been a journey since then of trying to – Change, uh, get into fitness, but how that made me view healthcare is going through PT school and going through how PT clinics were and working in the hospital and doing different things. It made me realize that that a lot of the the things that are advocated in healthcare are not how we view things in fitness. Are not uh, people tend to view. We're going to talk about this a lot more in the next episode. We plan on the next episode being the state of healthcare, but I'll touch on it a little bit. 
too many people view their first steps into healthcare as being their first steps into a doctor's office. When or it the does ER. not to be that way. Their first steps into healthcare need to be your first steps into a gym, a fitness facility, or a set of free weights you have at the house. Like that needs to, we need to shift our view from, from retro, from reactive to proactive. And that's something that you hear all the time, but there is a way to do it. And we want to talk about how we think that could be done. Right. Um, and I think it's cool, like we'll talk about this as well, but like your physical therapy f- practice, it, it has a response, but it also has a reaction as well. So like for people who do want to be proactive, you have an avenue for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when people do come in after they've gotten hurt, you respond with strength and conditioning. Yes. And I think that that's so cool because it works and you're, uh, you're staying true to your philosophy. You're not just yeah. massaging people and giving them like a band-aid. Yeah, I guess we need to say that too is I own a physical therapy clinic called Vulcan Performance <laughs> Rehab and Recovery and Ellie is the head of our nutrition branch called Vulcan Nutrition. So we are in business together as a husband and wife and I love, okay. I love it. I love it. I'm kidding. No, it's I, I the think best it's great. Thing. We've been doing this not together We've worked for, better together here. Than yeah, we've been doing it together for a very short time but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, Ellie, give a little background. She's read every John Maxwell book there ever there has ever been written. Love you don't know who John Mac- Maxwell is, but um, she's got some incredible thoughts and I hope we can team up and do well. That's yeah. why we're doing this podcast. But um, um, so as we move on, the aim of this podcast, and I hope what you guys get out of this when you listen to it is first off our passion for what we're trying to, for what we're trying to do. We are passionate about trying to change this thing because I think the, the customer, the client, the patient is man they're getting a really bad product right now they're not getting they have no idea it's like and they don't know it when you, yeah when you go to a mechanic to get your car fixed you you have no idea what's going on with your car you're just hoping that the person you're going to hand this off to knows exactly what they're doing right and they can do a good job with it in healthcare, we're finding that so many times a patient will go somewhere to trust someone and they're getting a very very poor product back and they don't even know it mm-hmm. we want to change that um, our our vision at the clinic is to create a world which it is common practice for someone to receive well researched and highly effective opinions and actions in healthcare. We want them to get the best of what we know. Mm-hmm. Do we know everything? Absolutely not. But we want to aim for giving them the most well researched and the things that work at the best. Mm-hmm. And right now in healthcare, that is not the status quo. Right. And we want to make that the status quo. Um, so kind of piggybacking off that. As we are planning on closing this episode, what is your vision for healthcare? And then I'll talk about my vision for healthcare Mm -hmm. with what we're specifically doing through Vulcan. Yes. My vision for healthcare is kind of what I mentioned a minute ago. Overall, healthcare has to change from being reactive. We have to take a proactive approach. And how I view that to be is that connection between fitness and healthcare. Mm -hmm. So often, Fitness and healthcare don't even seem to be in the same realm. They're not even mentioned in the same breath, where that's what they should be. If we can hone in our fitness, if we can make fitness a beautiful ground floor for healthcare, where we have the movements honed in, we have our approaches honed in, all of a sudden that will take care of 80% of these issues that we have for the people who buy into it. Right. Um, you have to buy into it. But my goal, my vision for, for healthcare is to make it much more of a fitness approach, not because I'm trying to combine fitness and healthcare, but because fitness and healthcare are one. Mm-hmm. They are the same thing. Yeah. And I want that to be the approach of most people to take care of all these chronic issues. But I love that. That's mine. What about yours? Uh, very similar to yours, but <laughs> mine is one to get people to recognize that the investment that they put in to what is healthcare, but fitness and nutrition, hmm. 
is going to give them a much better payoff, ROI, return on investment, than if they got into the healthcare system when they're sick and they're having to pay for medications, they're having to pay for doctor's bills, they're having to pay for surgeries, for, for all this stuff. People, people, when they're in it, that's their only hope, so they'll pay whatever for it. Yeah. But I want people to understand that when they're investing money in a workout regimen or a nutrition coach or all of these things that people may not necessarily think they need at the time, it's an investment in your long-term health and it's an investment in keeping your feet out of the hospital. And mm. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything with COVID, it's that that those people that invested the time and the money and the energy into their health and their nutrition, those are the ones that were the best off when this stuff sprung up on us and no one, people weren't panic mode. The people that had put in all the hours and all the time yeah. were the ones that were most protected. Yeah. And the ones that didn't, it's like it, it was here and all this stuff takes time. It was really hard to catch up. Mm-hmm. And so... I really want that to become what people kind of understand and think of. And then kind of on another note, I'll end with this, but I'll never forget one of my first clients I ever had. Um, I'm a believer and I'm a Christian and I think, and that plays like a a huge role in what I do nutritionally. And Mm -hmm. this client wanted to go and be a missionary overseas. And I asked her, I was asking her her why I'm like, why are you invested? Why do you want to do this? Why are you getting a nutrition coach? And she said, Elliot, I just, I want to be capable to be able to stand up the minute God calls me to do anything, whatever it might be. I don't want my body to hold me back. She's like, I want to be able to go do it and go do it to my full potential and go do it well. Mm -hmm. And for someone going overseas, you know, to a country where you're going to be walking a lot, you're going to be, you know, doing a lot of manual stuff. um, I mean, that a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. And in all honesty, she wasn't at a place where she could either. And that hit me. I was like, I want to do something where people are capable of doing whatever the Lord, whatever call the Lord puts on their life, whether it's chasing your kids around all day, whether it's, um, you know, being an, being an older and elderly person and playing with your grandkids or walking through the neighborhood and being able to just be functional and live the life that God's given us to our fullest potential. And I think that once people actually start actively doing that, it's powerful and it changes their life and they'll never stray from it. Yeah. So that's my vision for healthcare. That's great. Yeah, I'm, they, I think those two go very well along. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. And that's how we're going to hope this thing goes. We're going to hope to have some really good guest speakers on and to yeah. um, just give some really good contact, content. And if any of you guys ever have any ideas for us, shoot us an email, text, whatever we need to do to get across. Just let us know how we can enhance what we're doing here. And hopefully this is going to be good for everybody. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Have a good day. Good job. <laughs>